Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UGA Sports Live podcast. My name is Roddy DeBulsi. I am your host for this next hour. Uh, joining me are Dane Young, also of UGASports.com, and Jim Donnan, the former uh, Georgia Bulldogs head coach, the Hall of Famer himself, uh, coming to us live from his house, which is a great place to be if you are, if it's a rainy day in Athens, as it is today. I uh, imagine the uh, um, football team, when they go to practice today, will all be inside. Thank goodness Georgia has a fantastic indoor facility and not a 30-yard multi-use room like they used to have. So, hey, but Flowery Branch is always nice this time of year. Yeah, exactly. And I remember, oh, they, well, when do we ever need the indoor facility? You only need it four or five times a year. Yeah, well, in spring, when you're trying to get through spring practices and you've had uh, a rainy one like we've had here, it's really good for them to get into, uh, be able to go inside. We had a scrimmage. We didn't get to see anything, but luckily we had a bunch of folks who went to that scrimmage, reached out to UGA Sports, and told us a lot of things that happened. I know Coach loves it when all the boosters and donors and parents and uh, uh, folk, uh, money people go to the, these practices and then call us up and tell us everything that happened. I know he really appreciates that, that you know, we have that scoop for him. <laughs> I can see the smile on his face. But uh, we had some good uh, – uh, we had a uh, we had a really good report when it came to the uh, well. Let's, let's let me rephrase this real quick. We had a secondhand report. We didn't see anything. We had people go to the scrimmage tell us what they saw, but uh, no one refuted. We took we took everyone's reports. We kind of put it all down. And coach, the thing that I came away with from that scrimmage was that Georgia's throwing the ball like crazy. Um, I don't want to read too much into that, but it seems like they really really are focusing on throwing the ball. And that Dom Blaylock and Kyrus Jackson are back. So I think that to me is when you're thinking about all the guys that are going to the NFL and all that leadership that's kind of gone off this team. If you can get Dom Blaylock and Kyrus Jackson to get back to the way they were a few years ago, you got to be excited about how Georgia looks. And, you know, C. Stetson been out there winging the ball around and you know, working out the offensive line. This, this could be a very fun offense to watch. Yeah, I think the the big thing about spring practice is to analyze your team, but also uh, challenge them as far as uh, situations, which uh, Kirby does a good job of getting into, you know, third down situations, a red area, uh, one minute offense, things like that. But uh, one of the reasons you do uh, maybe a little more throwing is you don't create quite as many piles there as far as, you know, if you're running the ball down after down, uh, you're going to get some pileups and you're going to have a chance for more injuries. And you can't go in there scared or afraid. You got to go in and do the contact. You get three uh, scrimmages of which the G day is one of them. So uh, that used to be where you could go a lot more contact, but I think it's just easier to analyze people and uh, look at their strengths and weaknesses, maybe in the open field, which you create a lot more of that with flare passes, uh, screens, uh, open field plays. And uh, at the same time, you throw the ball uh, down the field too. Uh, so I think uh, pretty much everybody does that in the spring, except maybe Army and Navy and those teams <laughs> that run the wishbone. But, yeah. it, you know, everybody always gets excited. Hey, they're throwing the ball a lot and all that. But realistically, uh, we are going to be a, a very efficient passing team with uh, a quarterback that's had such a, a phenomenal record here down the stretch. And you add in the fact that Gilbert's out there now to, to supplement Bowers and Washington. But your your overview there about Blaylock and Kiaris is just guys that have been in the program that know what to do, that uh, know what Kirby wants as far as leadership. Uh, for instance, Kiaris Jackson is the uh, athletic department's rep on the athletic board. And you don't have somebody like that unless they're able to articulate and interact with people. So Kiaris shows a little bit too there just from the standpoint that he was hurt last year. He knows that this is a coming out year for him. He's got to come back and get that second chance to show what he can do. Really good kick returner. Both of these guys are. And the catch radius for Dom Blaylock is probably as good as anybody from the standpoint of, not so much his arms and the, the way he uh, can extend his arms, it's just the fact that he can use his body extremely well to put himself in position if he needs to scoop the ball or position himself between him, uh, the defensive back and the ball. He's just had an, an unbelievable uh, 
uh, first year uh, catching the ball, didn't drop one that was thrown his way. So you know he's money in the bank from that standpoint. And, uh, you know, I think defensively there's going to be some holes to fill. I mean, everybody reads about and hears about all these guys we're getting drafted. But uh, at the same time, there's a lot of good young talent out there. They just got to learn what to do and uh, focus on what they can do and not what people before them did. That's all you can do is, um, you know, I saw this thing today that I really think that a lot of people should remember whatever you're doing, uh, whatever your role is, whatever your job is, whatever you're doing. If you're not working harder than the guy in front of you, he's still going to be in front of you. <laughs> so uh, that's the way it is. You've got to work harder to move up. You, you know, there's going to be some opportunities out there, but I like the attitude of this team uh, just because it's kind of like, Hey, here's your chance. You got a, some high standards. Um, you, you never know what what happens in football. I know we had a tremendous run at Marshall and uh, Oklahoma, and I'm not bragging about this. I'm just factual. You brag. It's okay. The factual part is we had a better team in '86 and '87 than we did in '85 when we won it. But a couple bad breaks that we had, and uh, things happen when you when you don't. Uh, do what you're supposed to do, and you lose a couple games on, on mental errors or mistakes. So all, all I can say is uh, the same thing true at Marshall. You, you just got to understand that that to meet that role of being a good team, you've got to start over, and that's what's good about spring practice. So uh, that's my little uh, opening statement here. But I, I do feel good about the leadership we have, I feel good about the addition of the new coaches, just a little bit more juice out there from the standpoint. We've always had juice, but different type of juice here, just guys approaching it maybe a little different. And that adds to the flavor of your team, just that, that you're just not the same old, you know, you got you got some people that are trying to learn stuff to do and uh, that keeps everybody on their P's and Q's. I, I like the idea that, uh, when you lose George Pickens, granted he wasn't out there a whole lot, but Jermaine Burton was out there. And that's a couple guys that the rest of the offensive players looked up to in that wide receiver room. But now you get back Arian Smith. We heard he was running uh, free and clear, you know, the fastest guy on the field. You get back Kyrus Jackson, you get back Dominic Blaylock, talk about those seniors. Uh, they, they, and they help out across the, the, the entire offensive uh, scheme when you got some guys out there know what they're doing. But when I think about, you know, Reed Gilbert's out there, who is that? <laughs> Eric Gilbert, or yeah, is he? Or is, he's calling him AG. Yeah, yeah, AG's out there, and uh, he's kind of been thrown into the fire. We we talked to Brett Seether. You know, he's getting a lot more reps. He was running with the ones. He, that's a new thing for him because so many tight ends are banged up, and they're redoing the offensive line. It, it's kind of nice to know that the the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. There's not, in other words, you can work on all the other stuff because those are pretty much solid. But I'm very excited about how this offense could turn out. But we did have a question, and I want to ask jump right to it. Let me just talk a little bit here again one more time. You know what I worry about? I don't worry about wide receivers. I don't worry about O-line. I don't worry about quarterback. I don't worry about running back. I really don't worry about D-line that much. Secondary, maybe just we got to get some corners to come through. I worry a little bit about our kickoff guy. Uh, can he do what we're losing a tremendous guy? I worry about our punt guy. You know, he's coming in there from Australia, mate. I mean, he's going to be different. We got to get him going. And I worry about our depth on our special teams because we lost some really good athletes that are going to the pros. So uh, those are things that worry me. Wide receiver, uh, we, we're in good shape there. Yeah. I mean, we might not have so-called uh, elite guy that's going to lead the country in receiving, but we got guys that can catch the ball in traffic, that can block on the perimeter, that know what to do and understand their role. Socrates, accept their self. They do what they're supposed to do. And uh, I'm just telling you, when you throw the ball to any of these guys on bubble screens, Bowers, Karis um, Jackson, Milton. Milton took one 80 yards, 70 yards the other day. Uh, the way our guys block on the perimeter, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. And, uh, and that's not to mention 84 is awesome too. I mean, this kid – 
I watch him out there, the way he works every day and the, and the pure speed he has. Nobody has any clue how fast he is. He's not as fast as Arian, but he, he is fast and he's quick and he make people miss. And he really pissed Kirby off when he caught one and the whole defense missed him the other day is what I heard. <laughs> but I, I guess that was it. When I look at the, you know, spring practice and I was thinking about, you know, George Pickens is out, Jermaine Burns at Alabama, you know. You just uh, said that. I know. I'm just saying that was I was kind of worried about it. But my point being was once you hear that those you got that senior leadership and all those new guys have stepped up. I'm like, yeah, OK, so now let's just talk about the offensive line. And then to find out that Xavier Trust is working on the offensive line at guard and Devin Willis giving his shot. You're like, oh, yeah, that'll work out really well. Oh, but you lost those two running backs. I know you got two good running backs. Here. So to me, my all my questions kind of flip to the defense because you, we talked about all those guys who are leaving. And um, our buddy Dog in France, he has another question for us this week. And I want to pitch it to what's you. What's his name? Dog in France. This is a uh, third week of questions from him. And I uh, will pitch it to you as uh, to both of you. It says, uh, after Jalen Carter, who is who else is on the defensive line? Well, we all know Jalen Carter. We all know Nolan Smith's out there. But who are the other guys going to step up? We got Stackhouse, you got Zion Logue. I mean, these are guys that are big, physical, can run. Warren Brinson is a a very good athlete, and he just got to, you know, put it together uh, as far as what they call straining. You know, I mean, you know, they want you to bust your ass for seven or eight seconds there and strain. Uh, But I I feel like all those guys are going to be, you know, physical enough up front. And then linebacker-wise, we just – we look good in their uniform athletically, uh, linebacker-wise. They just got to learn what to do. And I think the thing to get with uh, Dumas and with uh, Sori and with Walker, uh, guys like that, they can come in and play every down. They don't have to be substituted on for nickel, and they can play coverage too. So uh, they get a lot of a lot of reps trying to guard uh, Gilbert and uh, <laughs> um, McIntosh and uh, Milton. Uh, you know, Milton and McIntosh are really good backs. I don't know if they're as good as a tandem as White and and uh, Cook, but, you know, a couple years ago we were saying, hey, Cook and White probably aren't as good as uh, as Chubb and Michelle. And, you know, but they came in and, and they were very productive. So uh, you just got guys that are very, uh, very good people too. I mean – I'm high on uh, Milton and uh, McIntosh, the kind of classy kids they are too. And they're going to be the kind of guys that show up and do their work and, 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 and really perform for. So, so uh, those are guys I see up front. What do you think, uh, Dane? I mean, you're probably reading them off the computer here. So tell (laughs) I mean, Zion Logan is the name that I've heard most frequently, I'd say in the last three or four months. The other one, just when you go to defensive end, uh, Chaz Chambliss, I, I don't know that he has the stature yet, uh, but you did see him play a lot more toward the end of the season last year. And I've heard that guy's just a weight room monster. So if you're just looking for kind of off season, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in training and try to help other guys around you. That That's a guy that can emerge as a team leader with that work ethic off the field. Yeah. The thing you got in Chambliss, he, he just irritates you because he's played so hard and goes to the whistle and, you better use some technique on him because his effort's going to be there. I mean, we've seen that. He really is uh, a guy that just gets after you all the time and plays 100 miles an hour. Of course, we got we know what we got in Nolan Smith and uh, Bill. And to me, Bill and Poole are guys that really uh, fifth-year guys that, are, that have been around, know what to do, and you know what they can't do, but you know what they can and they they add to your defensive content because uh, if you want to make sure that you're going to eliminate as many errors as possible, you play those guys because they're not going to make mental errors much. You know, you can maybe allow for a younger guy, but you know, a guy like Bill and and uh, and also uh, Poole are going to come in there and do what they're supposed to. So uh, a lot like what you saw. Uh, with with the, the two DBs that left that got a chance last year, but have uh, left and gone to Michigan State and uh, Arkansas. So uh, we'll see how that works. But uh, I'm just telling you now, there's not many people in the country like Keely Ringo around. I know Kirby's going to keep talking about it. He's got a lot of things he could got to work on, but there's a lot of things. He, he just really is a physical presence, got uh, – 
and it helps the receivers to have to go against him too. That's another point that I think Roddy's made before. But you know, going against each other is good. And Ringo and uh, Kamari is a good guy on the other side. And then you got Green coming up. It's going to be pretty good. So, uh, but I, I could see us taking somebody in the portal. But I know one thing: talking to Muschamp uh, last spring. I mean, during recruiting, he is really high on Humphrey. And, and uh, also Singletary. And I am, too, if you just watch the tape. I mean, two five-star corners. I mean, come on. Coach, on the defensive line, someone like Bear Alexander, obviously his size is something that's hard to find. How far behind does a player get when you're in the trenches like that, not being able to play in spring? Is that a guy that could potentially plug in well, in the latter could, part of the season? It could have been worse for him if he had been – uh, at IMG and been there all spring, but he's getting the mental reps out there and he's, they're working him very uh, hard as far as in the, you know, to rehab him, but you know, he's got a surgery on his shoulder, so he's not going to get the, the physical part, but he's getting the mental and then he's doing a lot of running, which has helped him as far as uh, just conditioning, you know, those guys, they do some, uh, running up and down the steps during scrimmage and things like that. So uh, Bear is has got a chance for sure, no question. He's not quite as big on the hoof to me as I thought he was, but, you know, none of them are based on these recruiting things, the way you guys write them up. I mean, they all are. But he, he's definitely a good-looking kid, don't get me – and he's very personable too. Uh, of course, we're going to get uh, Williams as playing out there, number 13. And they want every, everybody wants him to be right away, and he's going to come along quick. And then Marvin Jones has missed the spring because he's graduating. But when you put Marvin Jones and Williams along, the, I mean, bring those two bookend guys in here, it helps you as far as uh, learning what to do, knowing that you got them. So, I mean, uh, we can we can talk a lot about what we don't have, but we got some. We got some flat out players now. TID. We got more players around here than I've. I mean, maybe last spring we had a few more elite guys, but if you can't run and you can't move around here, you're not out there. And they're, so they're all out there. So you, that's a pretty good idea if our guys can really run. I mean, and I love that. Yeah, I was thinking, chase the ball. Uh, it's going to be good defense. Yeah, well, one guy we didn't mention, uh, I want to put out there, uh, Bill Norton, of course, you know, some of those guys from uh, Tennessee, uh, but big on Stackhouse and big on, uh, uh, what's that? They call him TID. Is, is Tyrion Ingram Dawkins? Oh, yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's got a physical, he looks pretty good uh, on the hoof. I, I've seen him in the weight room and he's going to be, you know, he just got to get in there and, and play. And, but all those guys have got such a leap. Uh, standard to look up to because I guarantee you the first time Carter takes a rep off will be the first time he ever took one off. <laughs> That's a good he, point. He, but, he goes, I mean, he goes hard in practice. Now. Another Chaz Chambliss type guy. You're really annoyed. Just like, Hey dude, it's just practice. Did you take it yeah, easy? He, yeah. he doesn't annoy you. He destroys you. <laughs> <laughs> There's he, our clip line for the whole show. Look at that. He just right. But here's the thing, Coach. We, we, we went to practice, and I was looking at all the, the defensive guys together, and they're all in that same, you know, six foot five, 300 pounds. And Jalen Carter doesn't really stand out like Jordan Davis did. Jordan Davis was so much bigger than everybody else. And so I'm not, it's not like he's physically gifted. It's not like he's got this ridiculous six pack and he just looks different than everybody else, but he plays different than everybody else. So if you were out there without the jerseys, no, Roddy. Now you know what you just said. You said it's not like he's physically gifted. Are well, you shit me? He's just like a physical specimen that you look at. You like when you see Marvin Jones Jr. You're like, wow, look at that guy. You know. But you, I'm just. When's the next time they have a viewing period? Maybe I'll go well, over and I'm just going. I'm going to walk you out there beside him and let you look at. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, uh, Jalen. This guy said you aren't physically gifted. And I want you, want him to j take his shirt well, off. If you're done busting my nuts, you can answer the question. He looks just a lot like the other guys, you know. Okay, you're talking about he doesn't look physically on well, over he over. Not, he I'm not really trying to bust you, but 
The guy is physically overwhelming. He didn't look at it to me. He looked just he, I don't say just like no, the other guys. The tape. If you the watch it, you have a bunch of those guys out there that look like him. You have you know eight other guys, that's a group. Whereas in the past, if you had a guy like that out there, it'd be like, wow, who's that? And then who are the other guys? That is a just good looking group of defensive guys out there. All right, my bad. I Regardless just, of how he looks, he's approaching the do you think since you've been here and you've been here about as long as – have we ever had a defensive tackle as good as this guy? Oh, no. Nah, nah, I, mean, I was here for Stroud and Seymour, you know. I mean, they that. weren't the pros, but, I mean, you know, they were all young and coming. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, he's physically – so, let's just – I'm not taking it the wrong way. You're talking about his – from a visionary standpoint yeah. as far as looking at – just looking, at just looking at him and he doesn't, but but I'm just telling you, if you walked up close to him and looked at him, he would scare your ass. I mean, he, no, make- he scares me. I was I was five feet from him. He scared the he hell out of me. Make you think. But Please. so did uh so did Stackhouse and so did uh Tramel Walters bigger than I thought he was ever gonna get. Well, he's not that big, but he's big, but he, hey, well, well, I, thought, I thought he was an outside, I thought he was an inside outside linebacker. Now he looks like a defensive lineman. You know, you see yeah, we're, we're uh, Jefferson out there. That's a big boy, too. I'm I've screwed this whole show up here. <laughs> but uh, well, mean, coach, let, let me ask it to you this way. I asked Connor Shaw at South Carolina one time. I said, Could you even practice with Jadavian Clowney? Because he was so good and so quick that he's like, Nope, the offense could not practice like we needed to. Is that a bit of the case with Jalen Carter that he just is so disruptive that the offense well, he's in, can't always he's work? inside a little bit more than Clowney coming off the edge. I, I mean, they they double team him and do a lot of stuff, but um, and they don't let him go all the time either because you want to analyze the other guys. But uh, just uh, I know when when we did that show over at Champions a long time ago, I told you that I did that little preliminary deal on Jalen Carter. And I was right. I mean, <laughs> you were. But I'm just telling you, uh, we got a good player there. Let's go on. What What's next? Well, I do want to take a quick shout out to some of our sponsors. I didn't mention them to begin the show, but I do want to mention that. Uh, and give some of them to sponsor Jalen Carter. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could get Dead Stocks to do it. They're they're going to have a pretty good neat sponsorship uh, thing coming up. Uh, they're going to do something for baseball. That's going to be this going to be very cool. We're working out which series it's going to be, but Dead Stocks is going to do a deal. You know, shout out to the baseball team for sweeping uh, uh, Florida, number fourteen Florida, this past weekend. They're going to do a baseball promo where for the three-game series against, say, uh, Texas A&M or Tennessee or somebody like that, they will give 10% off of any order you put in for each home run a Georgia Bulldog hits in that three-game series. Now, they're not going to – if they hit 11, you're not going to get, you know, 110% off, but they'll probably cap it out 50 60%, something like that. But for each home run, you'll get 10% off. So if Tate gets up there, knocks a home run, hey, 10% off. Uh, somebody else gets up there and hits another home run, 20% off. They're going to do that. And it's not just the one game. It's not just the Friday game or the Saturday game or the Sunday game. It's going to be the entire three-game series. So hopefully uh, Georgia hits the max number of home runs that uh, you get the biggest discount possible from our friends at Dead Soxy. So uh, that we will let you know what series that's going to be, and you'll need to, hey, be sure to tune in and watch Georgia hit home runs and knock, you know, Knock your socks off, if you will. Knock the, knock the finish down. So that's going to be a neat little promo that the, our friends at Dead Socks are going to run. And be sure to check out their uh, Georgia-themed uh, socks. You know, the the State of Georgia logo with the red and black and the silver on it and the, um, the stripes and, you know, the Georgia text in red and black. They're, they're fantastic stuff. And uh, if you want a good place to watch those games, if you're not over at uh, Foley Field, which was sold out this past weekend, shout out to all the folks who went to the baseball game and uh, baseball games and cheered on the Diamond Dogs, saw the uh, uh, walk-off uh, win, and then the uh, the, the clincher on uh, Saturday. Uh, if you hey, if you just want to watch it on TV, you know, if it's on the ESPN or something like that, go by Academia Brewing Company. They will have the games there on the big screen or all their screens. They have tons of uh, TVs there. They have tons of uh, uh, places to watch it. They have the little lounge. They have the great outdoor beer garden where you can go sit outside in the beautiful weather. Not today. Today it's pouring rain, but uh, yesterday would have been a great day to sit outside at the Academy Brew Company. They always have fantastic new beers. And the first Sunday of every month, they have a classic car show. And uh, hopefully we can 
be sure to go by the Academia Facebook page and check out all the classic cars they had because those are pretty damn impressive. I really, really like the cars they had showed up. And they have some of their own vehicles you need to check out. So swing by our friends at Academia Brewing Company. They always have great food, great beer, new beers. And there's always either a comedy festival coming up or a concert or live music or trivia. Uh, they have their biscuit and beer brunch. There's always something going on in Academia, Academia Brewing Company. Check out their Facebook page for all the latest. All right, I, I want to uh, begin here with my question before we get to viewer questions, because okay, I teased on. this last week. Um, first of all, shout out to uh, South Carolina women's basketball team winning the women's national championship. And then last night, the Kansas Jayhawks coming from behind to beat North Carolina to win that national championship. In that final four, we did have Coach K's last game with Duke. And the way that we ended last week's show was Coach asked you if you had a Coach K story. And you just said, and I made people wait for this. You said, yeah, he kicked me out of the arena one time. So what happened? Well, um, we were going down to uh, watch the uh, North Carolina Duke basketball game. I was at, at coaching at uh, Marshall, and this guy had a plane, and my daughter, Tammy, is a good Carolina fan, and uh, she was going to graduate school up there. So we – Went with his son and uh, and uh, went down and the game was on Saturday, uh, so we got down there Saturday morning. But he wanted to see the Duke campus, so we went over to the Duke campus and uh, of course I knew a lot about Duke. They recruited me, and then I watched a lot of games there growing up. So he he wanted to see Cameron Indoor, so we went over there and uh, walked in and. Coach K was having a, a walkthrough for the game, I guess. Uh, and uh, I don't know why. I guess he wouldn't go over to Carolina to do it. So, uh, anyhow, we walked in there, and uh, I was just kind of – we were in the other end zone, you know, and pointing down there. He had Christian Leitner and all these guys down there at the other end. Uh, he's, he had, who in the hell are you guys in? You know, hollered the other end. Sent a manager down there. He said, "What are y'all doing?" I said, "Well, just over here looking at the indoor." He said, "You realize that Coach K's having a walkthrough?" I said, "I didn't really. He didn't tell me about it. I wasn't sure about it. I was kind of smart." I said, "So the best thing you can do is get out of here." So we left. But he know he was. We were intruding. You know, I was wrong. But uh, he had on his game face. That was like nineteen ninety two or three, and then. Uh, we went over and watched them play at Carolina that afternoon. So I got kicked out of Cameron Indoor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been trying to come up with the comp of, you know, losing in his final season after coaching at Duke so long, losing to North Carolina in back-to-back -back months, final home game, and then in the final four. I mean, it's it's hard to be a Duke fan today. Like, yeah, that's a really hard ending to to that era. Well, he's had, a, he's had an unbelievable career and, we look at some some of the guys he coached and uh, really started out terrible the first couple of years. I mean, they, they were bad, and then they really turned it around. But um, it, it is a, an unbelievable place to watch a game. It's really small. I mean, like eight or 9,000 people, but a bunch of crazy students, and then fans are all over it. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the story for me on Coach K. Hopefully Mike White will give a bunch of crazy folks in the statement Coliseum. That would be nice to see. Good. I hope he does. Let's shift over to our football-centric questions. First, from Billy Zane. Uh, he says, Coach, do you remember a particular close quarterback battle in the spring when you were a head coach, and how did you ultimately decide who you go with? Oh, I've had so many quarterback battles, I can't even uh, – <laughs> we don't have time to go over it, but uh, – I guess the, the most heavily contested one I had was at uh, Missouri when we had a, a returning guy that was freshman of the year in the conference, and we had another guy that had redshirted, and we really had to make a move on it. And uh, it was hard. It was hard. And we went with the, the other guy, and uh, he did okay, but uh, – the, uh, the one that was player of the year came back and beat him out during the seasons. But it, it caused me a lot of uh, angst, that's for sure. 
from Dog of Ages, when Kirby Smart needs coaching advice, who's his number one go-to guy? Oh. Uh, <laughs> definitely uh, Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, though. Yeah, I mean, I responded and I asked the guy, is it not the dog vent? That's where he goes for his coaching. Advice, right? <laughs> that should you be. Know, I, I mean, the, the thing about Kirby that he tries so hard to, he's got such a really good family that he's got to, you know, support and all his kids are doing activities and he wants to go watch them play. And it's just hard. Uh, I mean, you, you got to be the coach, but I don't really know anybody that he, leans on from that standpoint he does a good job with talking to his coaches and you know analyzing things but i don't know anybody that along those lines he never has talked to me about that from grand moth tarkin if you lined up all the quarterbacks that you've coached and they threw a football as far as they could who'd have the longest throw troy aikman no question troy aikman would probably throw it the furthest and the hardest. He's a rich man these days. Yeah, he got a beer deal going too. Uh, he got a new beer line coming out, but uh, he could definitely throw it a long ways. I've had a lot of them that could throw it a long ways, but uh, I'm trying to think. Now we got to get Troy on the show, Coach. Oh well, that might be something we need to do. Uh, I don't know how much he has a connection to Georgia. Was he on ESPN now on Monday Night Football? He'll be on Monday Night Football. Trying to think of all the guys that we've covered at UGA Sports. Stafford is the first one that comes to mind. I'd have to go Matt Stafford. Just I don't even know if it'd be the furthest, but it would arrive with a velocity that uh, would knock you down. I I think you'd be surprised it could really throw the ball a long ways. Corey Phillips. I mean, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah. You could really uh, launch it. I think of Mettenberger, too. Yeah, Mettenberger. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of them, but it's like who had – That's what I would ball over. If anybody throws a ball over 60 yards, that's, you know, that's long ways. But uh, Roman Gabriel, a guy that was played before me at NC State, I mean, I saw him in camp one time throw a ball 84 yards. <laughs> God damn and, 84. I mean, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. That's a jugs machine. I I would remember hearing the the thwack when Matt Stafford was throwing passes to guys that when they hit those hands, they either barehanded or gloves and just that. Like, man, you need to take a little off that, buddy. But yeah, who am I to say for the guy that actually won the uh, uh, title this year? So. Well, it, it's a similar phenomenon to like the first time I went to the Masters for a practice round and I just heard the whiz of a golf ball of, of what it sounds like when a professional golfer hits it, which yeah. sh- shout out to the six Georgia golfers playing in the Masters this week. Unfortunately, it would be seven, but Harris English is injured. Uh, hey, so it's six Georgia guys. We had a question about that, actually. I want to hit on before you get to our next one from the dog vent. This is Russell and Evans. And I, when he asked a question a couple of weeks ago when, I, when he you know, was in Evans, made me think of. Is he in Augusta? And I'm now I'm pretty sure he is. So Russell in Evans says, which former Bulldog golfer do you think will win the Masters? Which one will? Yeah, he says which one will. So I think I mean, he just – The guy that's won it the most, Bubba, uh, you know, he's got that kind of – uh, Kisner played good in that last uh, match play thing, and he knows the course so well going uh, up around there. But, uh, you know, he got it so long now. He, it's – it's just weather's going to play a factor too. You never know about the wind and so many factors there. But uh, it's a shame that English is injured because he's been playing probably the best of the UGA guys on tour over the last two to three years. Uh, but watch out for Sepp Straka. He's he's coming along strong. I think he got his first tour win here in the last couple of months. So I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't think any of the Georgia guys will probably win it. Uh, Kisner has said that it really doesn't set up for his game very well, but he's playing well right now too. So who knows? Yeah, he can, he can get up and down though, but uh, I can say unequivocally of all the things I've ever done athletically, the most nervous I've ever been is on the first tee at the masters. <laughs> How'd you hit it? How'd that first tee shot go? 
It went okay. I mean, I hit it three wood because I was afraid I was going to destroy a, a driver over there and, and hit the scoreboard. So <laughs> I uh, had to had the uh, you know we're up on a member's tee, so but I was really nervous. I'm, I'm telling you, I was. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 50 people there the whole, I mean that's all it was wasn't anybody, wasn't anybody even watching us and, I would love to see you sweating bullets up there that would have been a little right. the next nervous, most nervous was on 18 at Pebble Beach I oh. mean I've been thinking about that for so long how I was going to hit that drive and I choked so bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Brian Hart no, Kevin Kisner is always my go to but I'm, I'm going to go Brian Harmon Brian's and, tough yeah, Brian. He's Brian's a gritty guy. player, boy. He's really gritty. I mean, I, I, I will always root for him in the Masters, mainly because the night before his first Masters, first time he played it on a Wednesday night, he's got tee off the next morning. He goes on Twitter and talks about how great the UGA Sports is and how he enjoys reading their stuff. Just an unsolicited testimonial from a guy who's a who should be in bed getting ready for the Masters. He's like, "Hey, I love Joey reading the dog bit. You guys do a great job." And I'm like, "Holy cow, that's a great endorsement." So. Let's go, Brian. I knew Brian knew what he's doing. <laughs> Kisner did have a soundbite today saying that it's the year of the dog, so he he thinks that someone over there can can pull it out. Uh, and, and Kevin, uh, Brian, and both and Kevin are both on our board. They read our stuff, and uh, I, I really want, Kevin is always in everything he's in. I'm always rooting for him to win one because he is so, such a riot. I want him to be the face of golf because he is just he's hilarious. So. I know one thing, when he took Kirby over, he made Kirby play on the tips, and, <laughs> which, you know, that's tough. But That's way back there. All right, uh, hit us up with another question. We'll get back to the ones from the dog event. This is from Blocker57. It says, Coach, do you believe that uh, Will Muschamp and Mike Bobo plan to stay on Georgia staff for the long term, or would they still take another mid-tier head coaching job if offered again? And when he said mid-tier head coaching job, he put in parentheses the following three schools, which is really funny. South Carolina, Colorado State, or Florida? <laughs> That's pretty clear. I would say both of them age-wise are in a situation where they definitely would consider going back to be a head coach. But they're not. if you look at the moves that both of them made at the time they made is family-oriented. Uh, Must champ with his son, you know, going into junior year in high school and uh, and now a senior year, and then Bobo, the same with his young kids going into school, and his son Drew coming here. So I don't think both of them will be here short term, but I wouldn't say they, I would say both of them would probably get another shot myself. I was reading something the other day that's saying just the way that the lifestyle of being an assistant coach, like on the field, uh, the the demands time-wise in terms of recruiting and everything, that a lot of coaches, once they get to where their kids are older, maybe they want to stay and be an analyst for a while just because the lifestyle is probably a little bit better for that place in life. Well, it's easier to stay and be an analyst if you've got a payout from another school, but uh, it's a lot of <laughs> I'm not being smart. I'm just no, saying that's a great point. It's a lot of money that these assistant coaches are making now. Uh, and to, you know, you want to sacrifice for your family, but at the same time, it's easier if you're getting paid off by the other school. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I can't answer that. I just feel like. Hey, Auburn's paying a lot of money for Mike Bobo to be an analyst in Georgia. I've always told every coach that had to make a decision about movement or what I'm I, 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 and I feel like this if you're happy your family's going to be happy because if you go home miserable and and carry it home with you and you and you feel like you should have moved somewhere else and hey if you're happy they're going to be happy so uh but if you're going to move the kids try to move them before they get into high school I and mean, it's a tough adjustment I mean I moved my kids when they were one was in 11th grade and one was in the 10th. That was tough. It was tough on them. I mean, but I had to do it to uh, enhance my career, and it was a good move. I'd say so. Uh, from MSC Dog One, we have a pair of questions. It says, which three of Georgia's 2022 freshman class are you most excited about? And then which new hire um, do you think 
which new hire class does he think will take longer to develop than the other? I'm not sure about that question. Let's just go freshman you're excited about. Well, it's really not fair to the other guys that aren't here. You know, we got 19 mid-year enrollees, so you get a chance to analyze them a little quicker. But uh, the ones that strike you that are probably help us the quickest would be Williams, number 13, an outside guy there that plays on the edge and can play inside. Malachi Starks is a safety that we need very – and then uh, 23, uh, Marset has got really good quickness and uh, good overall speed and got good hands, catches the ball. Uh, Green, uh, the offensive tackle, looks looks the part. You know, he's only – coming in here right away. So um, I'm just trying to remember uh, who else, but uh, Delp's doing a pretty good job for us. And he he's grabbed the bull by the horns. You could already mention Seether. He's another guy like Bill or those guys that's been around. He knows what to do. And it's hard to run two tight ends if you don't have two tight ends. So he's taking advantage of that. And very similar to what happened last spring when Bowers was here and got to work an inordinate amount of reps when some guys were hurt, you know, like Gothi and some of those other guys were hurt and, and were down and Bowers was ready to go. But I don't know that Cedar's going to be like that, but uh, I know he's not going to be like Bowers, but he's, he's definitely, you know, doing what he needs to do. But uh, I don't know. who I don't have the whole yeah. But I, I do feel like of the guys that are going to come later, Marvin Jones, Singletary, and Humphrey are three guys that if they were here right now, we would be listing them in our top five probably. Coach, I want to go back to something you said earlier about special teams because when people were talking about the scrimmages and they're saying, you know, who's running with the ones on offense or which defensive linemen are getting in there, critically when you start looking at the players that departed from special teams and, and you mentioned this earlier but Channing Tindall contributed there for four years Jamari Salyer was that kind of a blocker right in front of the the punter for what three years like those are super crucial positions that are going to have new faces uh and so one that's where a lot of playing time is going to be established but two you can't just throw a freshman in there always and say that's going to work out so right. how do you manage that Look at the kid that went to Michigan State. Uh, was a good gunner for us. Uh, the Near speed. Uh, six, six, 16 was a great gunner. Uh, just uh, those guys you got to replace. But the punter, um, you know, I was a good punter. I was not a great punter. But, I mean, I could – I was consistent. But that is a difficult thing to do. And it was a lot easier for me to punt when I was playing all the time as compared to Hey, you might be a quarter and a half, and then you got to go in there and kick the ball off your own end zone or whatever it might be. And you got a guy from, and, and I'm not, again, I'm not typecasting, but you got a guy from Australia that's moving over here, and uh, all of a sudden he's going to be having that first kick in the Mercedes, Mercedes Benz place over there. And uh, that's going to be a lot of people watching him. So, how he's going to do uh, kickoff wise, you know, when you look at, at everything that, uh, the guy did last year, Jake Marta, I mean, punt, kickoff, hold for extra points. I mean, he did everything. And uh, all of a sudden now you had Zirkel, who's got a scholarship a couple years ago. He's, he's probably the guy they're looking at to kick off. And uh, so some real question marks there in our kicking game, I think. Yeah. Uh, when you go back to your question about, you know, freshmen that stand out, I've uh, been hearing a lot of good stuff about Dalen Everett. That's a uh, we talk about or who you're excited about. I think that that secondary class Georgia brought in with like Coach said Humphrey, uh, Malachi Starks, uh, Corey Thomas, and one other guy who Singletary. Thank you, <laughs> Coach Sidney Flaylin. I'm glad you mentioned. Oh, the lifeline! I can't remember. I'm glad you mentioned the, the, the Corey Thomas, or however how you pronounce him. He's uh, number twenty. Uh, good-looking kid playing back there at safety. Uh, he, he's going to help us. Uh, I, I, I like what he – you know, he's physical. Yeah, I, I just think this has the potential to be one of those 
you talk about that defensive line group that uh, Georgia's about, you know, the three guys are going to be drafted plus Jalen Carter getting drafted next year. And you talk about how, how great that defensive group is. I think you could have the same thing with a secondary. I mean, just on paper, they look fantastic. And this, the incremental things we're starting to hear about them, you know, what, six, seven, eight practices in, uh, you know, it's, it's very early, but this could be a really good group. So going back to the question from the dog, mm-hmm. who are you excited about? I'm like, man, this is a secondary class. It could be like Look at two years ago, we had two two corners drafted in the first round. Yeah. Just, and, and then, uh, I mean, you know, everybody's talking about our defense. You had four guys in the first 92, and this year you're going to have like six in the first 100. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a big, big thing to replace those guys, but a lot easier when you got five star players. And, and Everett's the guy that we talked about last week just fell in our lap and. Uh, he knows what to do already. I mean, he's he's a, he's out there and getting coached up. He's going to be ready. Roddy, you know what else looks good on paper? One of those your pie pizzas in the box, sitting on top of that paper that they put it in there, and it's so easy to get to go. Yeah, I'm very proud. Hey, it's a Tuesday. It's uh, the weather's crap. You don't want to cook today. You don't want to have to deal with that. Hey, have them deliver you a your pie pizza made exactly the way you want it. Just go to the your pie app. Put in the. Uh, crust you want, the sauce, the cheeses, the multiple cheeses, all the damn toppings you want. Throw them all on there and then uh, have them delivered to you. You'll get double points, which will add up really quickly to a free uh, free breadsticks or a free pizza, a free sandwich, or a free pasta, a free salad, a free gelato. If only they did free beer, we'd have it made. But, you know, or if you want to get out or you're, you're at, say you're at work and you just want to get away from the office, swing by any of the uh, 60, 70 your pie locations hit by one of those you know, and uh, drop in and have a great sandwich, have a beer or two and enjoy your day. Uh, it was a, something to offset the uh, gloomy weather outside and enjoy the, uh, the custom made pizzas, pasta, sandwiches, and uh, salads at your pie. They're fantastic. And they're huge supporters of the university of Georgia Bulldogs, uh, Drew and Natalie French, the people who founded the whole thing. So uh, check them out. And also, uh, I don't know if you want to go out there today because the weather's really gross, but uh, if you're in Athens or if you're, if you're sitting, you, know, you can go out there right now and walk around in the rain. I wouldn't recommend it, but I would recommend if you are looking for a new vehicle, swing by our friends at Athens Ford. You don't, you can see everything they have online. And if you see a car out there, they'll have tons of photos of it. They'll sometimes have a walk around where you can see it from, you know, 360 degree view. They'll have, uh, 30, 40 pictures of the interior, the exterior, everything you'd want to see on any of their vehicles. Plus, if you're a student, you get a $500 discount. You know, if you're, and even if you just recently graduated, you know, and you're like, hey, I'm making crap money, but I need a vehicle. Well, you get $500 off if you're a current student or a recent graduate. $500 off if you're a uh, veteran or an active member of the U.S. Uh, military, you could qualify for a, a huge discount. And of course, anything you go out there and get any of the new vehicles or any of their uh, certified pre-owned, you're going to get a, uh, a lifetime powertrain warranty. So that's just not something you can get anywhere else. People say, oh, well, I want a Ford. I'll go get it from this place in Atlanta. No, come to Athens so you can get the lifetime powertrain warranty on your vehicle. Don't settle for some place in South Atlanta or West Atlanta, North Atlanta. Come to Athens. Swing by Academia, Academia Brewing Company while you're here because they're really close by the Academia Brewing Company and uh, Athens Ford. Have a good lunch. Go down there and get you a new vehicle. So uh, hit up our friends at Athens Ford. They will take great care of you. And if, hell, you, if you want, you can just order your vehicle. They actually have a new thing on their website. You just tell them brand, model, package, all that stuff, and they'll just uh, – it's, it's almost like ordering a European pizza. It makes it as easy as possible. So check them out. Let's take a couple questions from uh, the YouTube chat. So Brian Carey has been talking about Georgia's being over the scholarship limit and wants to know who does Georgia lose to the portal to get under the allotted scholarship limit. And I don't know that it's fair to speculate on who's going to enter the portal and who isn't, other than to say, Coach, that this time of year, people are trying to weigh what's best for them in terms of where they're going to get to play. Well, I just want to remind Brian that this is a, a different year. We're not over the limit. Uh, the limit now is 92, it's not 85. So, uh, 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 so we got a situation where you get seven extra scholarships this year if you lose seven to the portal because everybody's involved in the portal more because of that extra year everybody got last year. So 
it would be very difficult to replace your team numbers-wise if all of a sudden you had seven or eight guys transfer and then you lose ten guys early to the draft and you lose six guys that, or seven guys that graduate and then you never make your numbers back up. So they're giving you 92 uh, and they're giving you seven extra. We've already had six, maybe seven hit the portal, so we can use those. So uh, we'll, we'll be okay on the numbers. I, and I'm sure as soon as spring's over, you got, you got to declare by May 1st, but I'm sure that there's going to be a situation where they're going to be all uh, – I mean, excuse me, there's going to be several guys that see their place on the, on the look, and they're, they're going to have to, you know, depth chart, and they're going to look what's best for them. This is yeah, we, we, had, we had the same question come in from Spencer Alfaretta. He said, how many players will Georgia lose to the transfer? Who do you think will be gone? And just want to give a shout-out to Spencer for asking the same question. So, it's obviously, it's on a lot of people's mind, but that's a good point, Coach. I didn't – you'd mentioned numerous times them having the seven additional spots, and I thought that was in uh, – when it came to, like, initial qualifiers, guys that you could bring in, but I didn't realize that uh, 85 limit was up to 92 now. So, that's why we have you on the show, is keep me from making stupid mistakes. Uh, I don't know about that, but that, that is a, that is the way it is right now. No, I was, I'm like, hey, there's 91 guys on scholarship. They got too many. They got to cut six, so they don't. It's 92. This comment from Cliff Calloway says, I think Robert Beal is going to have a really good year. He has a mature body, and being in the system for all this time will pay off bigly, is what Cliff says. Yeah, Roberts knows what to do. Uh, he's good for the new coach, too, because – you know, he, he knows what the drills are and uh, he can set the standards and he knows what Kirby uh, he, he is expecting out there as far as uh, doing things. So uh, I think it's just a question of. Uh, I want to, uh, it was one of my favorite PJ O'Rourke uh, uh, books or uh, saying, it says, age and guile beat youth and uh, exuberance. When you look at the Kiaris Jackson guys and you look at uh, William Poole and uh, Robert Beal guys like that, don't discount the fact that they've been playing four or five years. You may have somebody come in who's, uh, you know, young and really, really gifted, but especially like those guys in the trenches, you know, those fourth and fifth year defensive linemen, offensive linemen, they've seen so much. And they're, they're so used to the tricks and the uh, uh, things that other guys can do. Nothing's new to them. So I, I, I'm with our guy there saying Robert Beal, he could have a hell of a breakout year. This is a guy who's finally really healthy, and I, I'm really excited what he could do. Cliff also asked, how is Austin Blasky coming along? He, he's one of their – is he their number two center, I think? They could be the, or no, no, number three. I think Warren Erickson is playing more center right now. Okay, yeah. So that's a guy who can play all five spots. So, I mean – that he's, he's well, going to help us. I mean, here's yeah. the thing that you always got to remember. These guys come in there and they want you to jump in there right away and all. I mean, it's hard to get in there and, and play uh, with all the stuff we do. From he's Thomas. A, he's a great wrestling champ though. I, I love having those wrestlers up there, but we saw right. him and Dylan Fairchild and uh, Clay Webb and guys like that. But I love the, what I do like about Blasky is as coach pointed out, you know, throw him to the wolves, but that's the guy who has played tackle guard and center. So, I mean, Hey, you, you're, you were thin on centers last year. So now you got uh Blasky there. That could be his calling. From Thomas yeah. Duke and Brock Bowers win the Heisman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can win it, but uh, you know, anybody can win it. I mean, uh, it's up for grabs. I mean, who would ever thought that, Bryce Young would win it last year starting the season. I mean, they didn't even know who their quarterback was going to be for sure. It's up in the air. So, uh, it, it, it's a hard thing to win as a receiver, though. I mean, when you look at over the years, it's hard to be. Uh, who was the guy that – Leon Hart, was he the only one that ever won as a tight end from Notre Dame? Was, was he the only one? I don't remember a tight end winning it in my lifetime, that's for sure. Well, Leon Hart was back in the – I know. I said in my lifetime. I don't want to speak before that because I don't it know. Look it up and see if he won a Notre Dame guy. I don't know if he did. All right. Well, I mean, you got to put up crazy numbers like that Devontae Smith did, but with the as with everybody knowing Brock Bowers and that kind of uh, Napa Valley 
Q score that he has. Everybody likes him. Because remember, part of it is part of it's a stats, and part of it is a popularity contest. So uh, yeah, Leon Hart in 1949, he played end. Doesn't call it tight end, just calls it end. Hey, well, that's why he listens to this show. Yeah, <laughs> I would never have gotten that. Dave probably would have got it, but I never would have. Yeah, let's get coach on our trivia team. <laughs> I don't know about that, but let's. I knew Leon Hartman. Hey, Bowers, uh, Bowers is going to have a hard time having the stats he did this year with Gilbert. I mean, it's just you got to throw the ball to Gilbert, too. I mean, I mean, for the most part, I think the Heisman's a quarterback award. And I do think that because of Georgia's talent overall and just a, an experienced, productive offense, Stetson Bennett should probably get more Heisman hype than he is, just in terms of like whoever the Georgia quarterback is, is probably going to be in the Heisman race per se. What hurts Georgia is that it's a schedule again where you might not have your first team offense in the fourth quarter in a whole lot of games this season. That's a great point. Yeah, it's just you want to put the whammy on Stetson like he did JT. He was. <laughs> I'd go run. He got to win it, and then he got beat out. So we'll see. But way to go, Dane! You screwed it up. No, I said Uwe Ungerle. No, so I was obviously he was right. Certainly, uh, when you look at his production, he, he name you got to mention. But um, I, I really feel like our offense will be. I mean, just going to be. It was really good last year. It'll be. It'll be at least as good as it was last year, maybe better. Hey, wait a minute. Talked about Brandon Robinson coming on, you know, one of the top running backs in the nation should be here this in June. So, I mean, he's got a bunch of guys ahead of him, but that's they're going to be stacked up pretty, pretty, pretty cool back there to see what's going to be in that. Uh, no, the, thing, the thing that happens on these, I, I mean, I'm not around those scrimmages to know, but I know when I was here, people used to always get we'd have a walk on running back or a fourth team running back, get all these yards out there. And it's like, oh, what's he doing? And, but, you know, he's going three versus three. You want those guys to get it, some reps and, and learn what to do because they're running scout team and let them get out in the stadium and all. And they, these guys get some a, a lot of yards and the same thing in the spring game and all. But get real. I mean, nobody's going nobody's gonna to move ahead of McIntosh and Milton. But, I mean, Edwards gets a lot of yards out there. Uh, and he's he's quick, but he doesn't play on the first team. I mean, so uh, hey, you know who one of those spring running backs was one year? Tay Crowder. <laughs> yes, you know this nicely kid's good. I, I like him. I mean, from Walker, yeah. from, he's he's a good good hard uh, running kid and uh, quick. Looks good out there. Shout out to Kyle Karimpolis, G Day legend. Oh yeah, who's Kyle. that? Kyle Karimpolis. <laughs> Can you spell that? Nope. <laughs> uh, I'll spell it after you spell Shashevsky. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle was good, but that, that the reason I brought up Branson was uh, talking about the Heisman Trophy being a quarterback award. I was thinking, you know, George doesn't really push the whole idea of uh, to running backs coming here that hey, you'd be in the running for a Heisman because they split up the uh, carries so much. So that was my thought. Was yeah, I don't know that. Kendall Milton or Kenny Mack will be in that conversation, although they could be. They tell them is they can get you ready for the league. That's what they want to know. That's my point. So um, I'm kind of agreeing with uh, Dane there that, yeah, it's going more and more to quarterbacks because more and more teams are kind of splitting up the carries like that. So it is going to be a quarterback award. And unless you put up Devontae Smith numbers, which, again, I don't see Georgia doing that in the fourth quarter a lot because they're just going (laughs) to hand the ball off to Dejan Edwards to just kill the game. Hey, Dejan, we need a 12-minute drive here because we're up by 35. Let's uh, let's go home. I'm so looking at the stat book for the 2017 G-Day game, and it's uh, Prather Hudson and uh, Ian Donald McIntyre and Sam Vaughn. I mean, there, there are some names. Oh, Sam, yeah. Yeah. We transferred. Absolutely. Patrick Burke. Let's go. And <laughs> hey, we had a – we'll get one last question here. Uh, uh Dog in debt wants to know who is Bulldog Bob. Dog, Dog in debt. Dog in debt. Who's <laughs> in debt or debt? D E B T, like you owe money. Dog in debt. So uh, that's gonna be about five million people. So <laughs> he wants to know who is Bulldog Bob and Dog in debt. If if I knew, I wouldn't be able to tell you. That's uh, we have to. If, we got to keep that uh, secret to the uh, 
folks on the dog vent. So, was he made any predictions lately, or what's he? Uh, kind of quiet lately, but I'm, he'll he'll be on there to talk G day. I'm pretty sure. So, I'm legitimately or she. who it is. When Roddy hired me, I asked him, I was like, who's Bull like Bob? He did say something about he questioned one of the uh, hires that Kirby made. So I remember reading that. All right, what else we got? That's a wrap from our questions. Yeah. We trudge along to G-Day, friends. Yeah. Uh, That's that's all we got for this week, Coach. We've been talking an hour. Yeah, you know, one of the things that that, – you get my age and you embarrass yourself. And I, I just want to share this one story because this goes to show you uh, the way things are. But I got this guy that's been, I, you know, two guys that really do a good job helping me. I've had the swimming pool for a long time and and Bobby and uh, Cole. And I, I couldn't remember Cole's last name for some reason. I just couldn't remember it. I was trying to – he's been helping me forever. And so I said, Cole? I said, how do you spell your last name? You know, that's a good way to figure, you know, ask. And he said, S-M-I-T-H. <laughs> and I said, Cole, I really was just kind of busting you there. But can you believe that I, that I couldn't remember Smith? And then I said, that, I said, hey, that's pretty funny. I said, obviously, I didn't remember your name because I can spell Smith. But I had to tell I had to tell that on myself, man. That's that's. I'm getting Coach, you, you had your chance. You should have said, "Look, I was trying to see if they did it like the old fashioned, the old English way." You know. Yeah, yeah. you know. I just want to sure everybody you know. just needs to. If if you like me, or or like this show and all, you probably need to really hone in on it because I'm in the fourth quarter, man. I I promise you, I can't. I, I don't know how many more of these I got after that one. So, uh, uh, hey, I don't want you to feel sorry for me, but uh, that that was funny, but it was also poor. I mean, but you say that because you're in your seventies. I I just turned fifty, and I do that still. So it's yeah. not that you're I remember sharper Leon. than us, Coach. So I don't want to hear it. I didn't that remember is, Leon. Is, I think it was unacceptable talk. I, I think it was more of just me letting everybody know that that uh, I can having a laugh on myself. So that was pretty yeah. funny. I thought, how do you smell your last name? That's so much. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's uh, Doster, D-O-S-T-E-R. Damn it. <laughs> so it be more complicated than that. You spell Karimpelis, K-A-R-E-M-P-E-L-I-S. Good. Running back from Norcross. Now he's a vice president and credit analyst. Uh, good. good for him. In the Atlanta area. So shout out Kyle. Hopefully all your friends hear this and text you a lot because <laughs> that means our reach is pretty good. All right. Speaking of reach, uh, re- uh, check back with us next Tuesday at noon. We will hopefully have some other stuff from the uh, second Georgia scrimmage. Hey, we're halfway through, Roddy. Halfway through spring. Yeah. You got it's the- going by fast. Oh, uh, tonight, be sure to check out UJSports.com because after practice tonight, we get to speak to Jalen Carter for the first time in his Georgia history. So y'all are speaking to Jalen. We're getting we're getting Jalen Carter. Well, go go get Dash to ask. Go up and look beside him and say, "Do you, do you feel like you're physically imposing?" That's Dash to ask that one. Yeah, hey, so take a picture of him. See what he's like. Or um, <laughs> check out uh, who else they got. They got two other guys we need to. Point being, after practice today. Uh, is, we Smith, to is, Smith out on, is Cole Smith out there? Uh, Lad McConkey and Jack Podlesny. Cole Smith, talking about on the pool. Cole Smith. Yes, Cole Smith. <laughs> Jalen Carter, Lad McConkey, Jack Podlesny. Ask Carter. Hey, Carter. Hey, Jalen, how do you spell your last name? Nah. I can tell you this right now. I feel like Lad McConkey is a, st- is a really stud player. I mean, me as a coach – if I had a guy like him on my team, I would be fired up because he plays every play lights out, and you have no idea how quick and fast he is. I mean, Auburn can tell you. Brilliant, brilliant recruiting by Kirby taking that guy. I Bruce. said when Jermaine Burton left, I said George's best receiver on the team is Ladd McConkey, and if Burton would have stayed, George's best receiver on the team would have been Ladd McConkey. Uh, Old word. Do you know number <laughs> from a production standpoint? You know number five for us. I know who he is, and I think Lad McConkey's a better receiver. But as we've established, I 
have no place in an NFL. Um, general manager, though. That's what you have the eggs on us. You general manager. Uh, hey, A.B., how do you spell your last name? Well, here's the deal. We got a general manager, and Roddy is a team owner. I mean, uh, he's Arthur Blank of UGA. Oh, that's cold. I'm not that bad. No, I'm just saying you got all that you got all that investment in this website. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking uh, I, w- I would at least draft a player or two. I tell you, one of the things that really I've been in the fetal position ever since it happened, and uh, something's bothered me. I got to tell you, Mike Farrell not working anymore for rivals that really hurts me. Yeah, I know, I know you're broken up about that, Coach. But, uh, Crocodile tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it two yeah, to the I, end. I haven't, I haven't been able to really. I mean, it's been a real problem for me yeah they're not going to replace mike we're not going to have a, a national well they're not yeah. going to replace him the same way we might kind of how, work can, how can you replace mike that's a good, move. Columnist, that's a good move not replacing him yeah it's just we don't we don't need a national columnist we need uh, just updates and i, I want to shut up we've had we've hired like four new guys at the rivals national level you know uh, clinton cosgrove and ryan uh, harris and uh, guys like that who've come out and done a Great job on getting updates for us. And there's like three new updates uh, in the last couple of days from our national guys on the front page. So uh, that's when, you know, and of course uh, we, we had the five-star uh, quarterback update the other day that we got from uh, uh, Adam as well. So our national guys are turning out tons and tons of content. So be, this the time of year, you really need to check out the front page of UJ sports whenever you can, because there's always new stuff coming. So, but I, the reason I bring up the uh, Mike Farrell thing is, they are going to be doing more with the transfer portal. We had a couple of transfer portal questions. Really is the deal. That's what that's what's are, happening. Yeah, there are a lot of new products coming from rivals that deal with uh, the transfer portal. So we're focusing more on not so much hot takes from uh, a national writers or you know analysis. Maybe you need to get like somebody in charge of NIL too. That hey, we got it coming. We're going to be talking NIL stuff. And I had a great meeting yesterday with the folks at. Uh, uh, the Classic City Collective, and we're going to have some uh, updates on what George is doing from the NIL standpoint. I know uh, Dane works with them as well. So uh, we got a lot coming that we're going to be able to talk to folks. But you'll be able to come to UGA Sports and get the latest on uh, NIL uh, collectives and transfer portals. So we're going to have some uh, neat stuff coming out. So that's You're going to need the transfer portal news just to know who's on the basketball team. Yeah. Any, any car dealers, hey, call up Mike Kevin. Yeah, exactly. So we need we need some of these kids get cars at least. Get them. They need some. I mean, uh, that, it's legal. Give them a car. Yeah, they'll do an ad for you. All right, uh, we will be back next Tuesday at noon. Be sure to tune in then. We'll have uh, hopefully some stuff from uh, the second uh, scrimmage of the spring, and we will be looking ahead to G Day. Uh, a week from this coming Saturday. So be sure to tune in next Tuesday and we will uh, be talking about that. Be sure to get your questions in. And if you get a chance, swing by our uh, sponsors, uh, Athens Ford, Your Pie, Academic Brewing Company, and uh, Dead Soxie. So hit them up when you get a chance. We will see you next week. Take care.